Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Yo MTG Taps, I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we're coming right up on Grand Prix Vegas this week. My God. <laughs> I keep I... thinking like, I got like a thousand days to, no, I got like two more days to finish editing this show and pack. <laughs> and I still have to work every day until we leave. So, yay, fun. Uh, but it's right around the corner. Um... And uh, Modern Masters 2015 is out, and uh, we got our hands on the set. We got to play in a tournament with a lot of names. Uh, Common Ground Games had a... What was it? I can't even remember. It was a GPT and an IQ. Yes, all those things. All the letters. And... um, and a barbecue. And B- no BBQ. And a Dang BBQ it. and a FTW. Uh, yeah, but it was but points it, on the landing of that but joke. It, but it was in DAL, not in FTW. DFW? No. That's the Metroplex, man. Well, I mean, judging by the naming conventions of tournaments held here, I f- I feel like. Well, you know <laughs> that uh, I have to give some props uh, to Pete from Star City Games for changing... I don't know if he personally did it, but he was reminding everyone that the hashtag was actually... Uh, now they changed it to SCGDFW because considering that their event is in downtown Fort Worth, mm-hmm. calling it Dallas is is misleading at best. Uh, just like they're now calling SCG Boston SCG Worcester. Did you notice that? Yes. That is this is all very smart. The city you're in is the city you're in. <laughs> no amount of marketing muscle from a city name is going to change how many dorks want to come play cards at your event. It's all a matter of being able to actually get there. Like, and the, I don't feel like the Dallas brand is worth much more than the Fort Worth brand. Not really. No. I think they're both equally worthless. No, but, uh, <laughs> but for real, though, like it always annoys me. Um, they do this on in wrestling, too. Um, when they're in a small, smaller city, they won't name the city during the broadcast or they'll uh, or they'll name the state, but they won't name the particular city. It's interesting. It's weird. It's, it's just this weird thing where you think that, like, if we say we're here, it sounds like we're small time. You know, but it doesn't. It, it should just be SCG North America. SCG North America every weekend. Yeah, one through thirty, or yeah. however many are in their seasons. <laughs> That's right. Figure it out. We're not telling. So 
We played in this event uh, over the weekend, and it was Modern Masters 2015 Sealed, which was awesome. It was great to get a sneak preview of uh, what we had in store for us this coming weekend. Uh, I did poorly, Stephen. You did uh, poorly? Is that correct? I, You know, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I, I would say poorly. Okay. Uh, in terms of opening packs, or I, oh, I didn't open these packs, but in terms of having valuable cards passed to me, I did very well. Um, because my pool consisted of an Iona, a Bitter Blossom, and a Vendillion Click. So that's a pretty sweet, valuable pool. Um, not worth, if I would have opened it, I would have passed it. I, don't, I would pass any pool that I open. I don't care. I've made this very clear on this show. There was a surprising number of drops. There were so many drops. Just buy six packs and go spend the day at home. Like, what's the point? I just don't get the point. Honestly, the joke's going to be on them when, like, I think these card prices are going to tank. <laughs> so, I don't it'll know. be pretty funny in, like, a week or two. Like, I think after GP Vegas, um, a lot of these rares are going to be uh, substantially lower than they are now. Maybe some of the rares. I don't. I think that they proved that the mythics are going to hold value with the last set. Um, but yeah, some of the rares, like Mystic, is going to be like twenty bucks. You know, I, I feel like because um, I saw so many Elvish uh, Noble Hierarch. I can yes. never call that card what it actually is. I'm just, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that card's going to drop. I think that like, a lot of the rares are going to drop, but I think the mythics will hold value pretty well. You think Tarmogoyf's going to hold up? Maybe I think so. I think I think it will. I, I actually I can't see it going below two hundred dollars. It's so dumb. That's like the most valuable card in modern. It, it is. It's very dumb. <laughs> Just a a green two drop. It's very dumb, and it's Wizard's fault. So you know, should have been a rare. But anyway. that is true. They learned their lesson though with Noble Hierarch. That's true. They should have been a rare. They should have not printed Tarmogoyf at Mythic the first time. Anyway. I wound up building a deck uh, around uh, the Vendillion Click and the Bitter Blossom. Not because I just wanted to play, you know, those cards, but because I really felt like none of my colors led me into any one particular, like, uh, set archetype. Like, they've got, uh, you know, kind of pre-made into the set. There wasn't really enough to go into any archetype, so I kind of played around with a couple. Um, so, Bitter Blossom and Vendillion Click, uh, the archetype there is playing powerful mythics in your deck. Um, and then I had, like, a Scavenger Drake, a Dagger... So, this is, these are my creatures, right? Uh, Vendillion Click, Scavenger Drake, flies. Dagger Claw Imp, flies. Endrixar, doesn't fly. Air Servant, flies. Aether Snipe, doesn't. Dusk Hunter Bat flies. Water Servant doesn't. Helium Squirter can fly. Air Servant again. Um, Thief of Hope. Dusk Hunter Bat. I feel like there were more creatures than that, but that's all I'm seeing. Um, and there was a Sickle Slicer. Um, and then, anyway. Um, so I just basically had a lot of flyers. I had a Culling Deus to, pow like, to use for the Endrixar and the Bitter Blossom. I mean, Air, I mean, there's two nameless inversions of Grim Affliction. Thief of Hope was cute because I didn't have a spirit theme, but I had a Thief of Hope and two nameless inversions. So, like, huh. in theory, I had three nameless inversions, you know? 
but it was like literally my only spirits in the entire pool where maybe there was one other but i don't know so so that was my deck um it started to go okay uh turn two bitter blossoms good in in like constructed it's pretty good in limited uh the funniest thing is that I played against Ryan, and he was able to beat a turn two Bitter Blossom, but he could not stop a Endrixar, which was really funny. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I liked the deck. I'm not sure I built the right deck, though. Oh, I splashed white uh, just for an arrest, because arrest is really good. And I had a Sphere of the Suns and a Wayfarer's Bauble, and I had the blue-white Bounce Land. Um, so I was able to splash pretty reliably, and I was able, even able to splash into more removal in other matches uh, after sideboard. But, um, that was basically my deck, and let me read you this deck that I could have built. The Here's What You Could Have Won deck. Let me know if you think this is better. Um, Dispatch, Lightning Bolt, Burst Lightning, two Sunlance, two Court Homunculus, two Flare Husk. Three Sunspear Shikari, two Kite Sail, two Frogmite, a Thunderblust, a Noblest of War, Skyhunter Skirmisher, two Blood Ogres, and a Rest, a Tumble Magnet, and a Sickle Slicer. No. No, you don't think so? I mean, it's very it's, aggressive. It's going to randomly get there, I'd say 50% of the time. Yeah, it's got a lot of removal. Mm-hmm. Um... It's got a lot of early pressure, a lot of removal. It's uh, it's going to need the removal in case they drop a 2-3. <laughs> you do have a point. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of... I mean, there's Sun Lances. There's there's Lightning Bolt. Um, Flare Husk on a Court Homunculus would deal with a 2-3 just fine. Uh, as would Flare Husk on a Sun Spear Shikari. Or Kite Sail goes over it. Frogmite plus any of the equipments is fine. You know, I mean, I think there's ways. I don't know. I mean, Blood Ogre with Bloodthirst is a 3-3 first strike. Actually, the way I'm looking at it right now, it sounds like my deck literally all deals with 2-3s. But anyway. So so you think the deck... I, I mean, I mean, obviously, the two uh, mythics that I built around are very powerful. No, the, the way you had it constructed originally is much better than that. Yeah, and I, I, I think I agree. I just saw two... I didn't see this deck until I was looking later and um, really felt like... There's something lacking in this in the blue black build, and I'm not exactly sure what it was. I think I think I maybe shouldn't have splashed for the arrest. I shouldn't even have bothered with the bauble or the other things. I could have put like a stoic rebuttal in, and I could have put like what you think yes or no to that. I like stoic rebuttal. Yeah, no, so do I, especially in sealed. Um, like I could have put in a stoic rebuttal. Um, Ruined servitor seems just fine in every deck. Um, that's pretty good. I could have put in another telling time because I had one in there. I could have put a second one in. I actually could have put a sign in blood in that I didn't play. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I totally put that in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's just, there's just so many good cards in, in this, in this thing. And it's just, I, I keep seeing possibilities. Like, uh, we've got an exercise that we're going to do, um, after, uh, we talk about our tournament experience where we opened a sealed pool of Modern Masters 2015 and we've each built 
that sealed uh, built a deck from that sealed pool separately from each other. We're going to discuss and compare our builds later on in the show. Um, but the one problem I had with that pool, with this pool, is that there are just so many good cards, and there are so many like so many traps, and there's so many different things that like so many different directions you can go in that it's just almost overwhelming looking at a sealed pool. Like I think drafting probably looks a little better, you know, in terms of like, it becomes clearer when you're drafting. Um, but just having so many like pieces of archetypes. Well, I I think there's definitely one trap we can talk about right now. Okay. And that's trying to implement an, uh, an aggressive draft deck archetype with a sealed pool when you just don't have the cards. I mean, you really need to oh, like have like a literal draft deck, I think, um, with like you know something insane like 13, 14, 15 artifacts for your your metalcraft uh, deck, or mm-hmm. uh, just, just you really have to have like a, a super aggressive curve and not just a ton of filler that you're telling yourself is okay, um, just because those can just get brick walled in sealed very right. easily. Right. Right. Um, it's just never worked for me. I've always found it to be a trap, uh, generally. And you know, someone we should probably talk to eventually is Ryan because he top aided the GP. He did make top eight, and actually with I'm... with like a, a blue white metalcraft deck, yeah, which is kind of the exact thing I'm talking about here <laughs> that I right. think is a trap, right? Uh, but it worked. The most interesting deck I played against uh, was in round three. I, I started out two zero, and then round three I played against a deck. And uh, it was it was green white, so like the lands were like green and white, and then game two I boarded in two sun lances, which sounds completely wrong, um, but I think it was just all artifact creatures. Um, he told me, I mean, he had some spe- some white spells, but then he just had all artifact creatures and equipments, and it was so crazy. Like, game three or something, it was like turn one equipment, turn two equipment, turn three edge champion. I was like, okay. Uh, but it was a really interesting build. Um, four blinding soul eaters. <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's too many. It's No, I don't think there's such thing as too many blinding soul eaters. I think blinding soul eater might be one of the best cards in the format, and... Uh, and I got another point I want to make a little later. Um, but I want to just talk real quick about one round in particular uh, that I played because it was a, it was a unique situation for me. Uh, so round four, I play against Ryan. And um, we each get a game. We're going to game three. We had about eight minutes left to play game three. The first two matches took forever. Um, I draw my seven. It was like, I think I was on the draw and it was like a five lander with a stoic rebuttal and something else. And I just kept it because I didn't want to like run out of time because I didn't want the draw. And it just wound up being like, oh God, he just smashed me. And I was so tilted. Like I was, I wasn't mad at him for winning. I was mad at myself for making the poor mulligan choice. Because it was just such a bad mulligan. I should not have kept at all. Like, I should have mulliganed. I should have went to six. I should have spent the time. Got a hand I could play. And really, you know, tried to play magic. Because I couldn't play magic with that hand. And yeah, I wound up, especially in game three when you've seen what his deck can do, probably. And I wound up drawing, like, 
like 10 lands the whole the whole game and it was just not even close not even fun and like i was so mad i just don't get tilt you know me i'm pretty like low-key when it comes to this kind of stuff i mean i was still nice to him but then i went into round five and i played against Corey, and uh i was just oh i was just making mistakes left and right it just it just carried over it never does i never do that and it carried over so hard i just started making really simple mistakes like i attacked with a creature and then i played something and then i had a blood the whatever the two the one one bat with with bloodthirst dusk hunter bat right i had one in my hand with two mana up and i passed the turn <laughs> like i that was like the plan was to play the dusk hunter bat i think i also had a telling time in my hand but so what like <laughs> i really should have played the dusk so i just started making all these mistakes and like i just i after a while like game three or game two i just scooped way before the game was over and just dropped. I was like, you know what? I'm recognizing this right now, and I'm done. I'm out of here. So I just did. I just left and went home. Uh, finished the day 2-3. Wasn't happy with my performance. Uh, I thought my deck was fine, but uh, I just made a key mistake that just, just cascaded into worse and worse mistakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just something you don't want to do. And, and, and I was already... I was getting to a point where I was going to like start feeling real bad and I just didn't want to do that going into next weekend. So, uh, just called it like I saw it left the event. Uh, I could have played two more rounds and got a modern masters pack, but I did not. <laughs> I was like, Nope, I'm good. I don't, it's not even worth the pack. I'm out. Anyway. So, uh, tell me about your deck and your event. Uh, well for the GPT, I, uh, uh, my pool was, and and I really want to get to a point where I could actually top eight one of these, you know, like lower level events yeah. with with like a three out of ten or a four out of ten yeah, uh, yeah. sealed pool. Because I've, I've done no problem with sevens or eights. That's 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 the easy part. But uh, where, where you prove your grid is where you have like a two or three and and manage to to squeeze it out. And I think I I kind of probably did uh, have the deck and the tools to do it. I just. I, I wanted to open more packs. <laughs> I was tired of playing my deck. So <laughs> it, it was a bad pool. It had a primeval Titan and not much else. Yeah, you dropped it 1-1-1, one, one, and one, which is still a totally doable record, right? Oh, and that was because we were going to draw in round three, and I just gave him the, the, the win. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I technically hadn't lost yet when I dropped. <laughs> right. So I was 1-0-2. Oh, yeah, I, I, I dropped from a PTQ at 2 and 2 once. <laughs> I was like, man, this is boring. I got to start making some money. <laughs> I started, like, trading cards. This is back when I was, like, super value trader. <laughs> I was just like, Jeez. I was like, yeah, I can't be doing this anymore. I got to go make some money. So, yeah, in this deck, my win conditions were Primeval Titan, obviously. That's a, that's a bomb. Uh, Necrogenesis, which is not bad. Uh, Cytoplast Rootkin, which... You know, it's kind of a reach, but it's a really, really good card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have any plus one, plus one counter synergies. It's just a good, uh, it's just a good card. And Artisan of Kozilek. Hmm. So, so these are my win conditions. And I had a little bit of removal. I had a Plague Drusaka, Bone Splitters, um, name one Nameless Inversion, and a Spread the Sickness. Yes. And I also had two arrests, but like almost no way to splash it. But I did anyway. <laughs> 
a blinding soul eater, which is kind of removal. And what it's else? The best removal in the format. And like three reassembling skeletons. Wow. So <laughs> my plan was just I'm gonna grind it out <laughs> and hope they don't have flyers and hope I draw a four four. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and that that could take you to time, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're pursuing that strategy. And, so and, and especially like to like as you said. You could have, you know, asked your at least one of your opponents to play a little faster, but you didn't. Yeah, well, that's because I, I just felt bad because I think it was it was game one and it had already taken like twelve minutes, um, and I had a whole bunch of mana out, like I had three swamps, one forest, and three or four of the Eldrazi spawns, and so for some reason in my mind, I thought I could cast a two green green, and I did. And I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't swing with it or anything like that. Um, we untapped, and I just realized I looked down and immediately called judge. Um, but then there, like for some reason, we could not go back because yeah. of like one, like because I tapped something at the end of her turn before casting it with the blinding soul eater. Ah. And for some reason, like that made the difference where they, like there, there had been too many decision points. Right. So right. I felt like a schmuck. Um, <laughs> And so I just I did I did not have it in me, and I, I won the game. I was gonna win it anyway, but uh, it was I was gonna win a lot faster with a four four instead of like swinging with a two two and tapping down our team, and doing weird stuff with uh, uh, Drow Drusalka and a uh, and my reassembling skeletons. <laughs> um, so I felt bad. I just I, I had no point tried to ask her to play faster, and if I had like four more turns, probably I could have won the game or won the match. But I just I just <laughs> I don't know. That was my fault. Uh, I was not playing carefully and sharply enough. I hadn't played Paper Magic in over a month, um, <laughs> except for the draft the day before. So I've, I've been on like a bit of a hiatus. Um, so I just I just took the draw there, and uh, the next round uh, played it to a draw, <laughs> but just my heart was not in it to play this deck any longer. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I did get to. Uh, I have a. I had a Fulminator Mage, but I mean that card's not amazing. But it is really good against uh, someone that's kind of mana screwed. They have one land and one tap land. Hmm. And they're just stuck on three mana like that. You blow up their tap land or their uh, bounce land. And <laughs> they're in a world of hurt. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I had an alternate plan that I, I tried uh, and was reasonably okay with. To I sided into like a green-white aggro deck. But I only had enough playables if they were playing like non-white cards. Because to get up to like enough playables, I needed to play two Sun Lances and two Celestial Purges. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, if they're, if they're playing like, if they're also playing white green, then that's just not going to be a, a deck I could have sided into. I just did not have enough playables. Um, but looking back at my pool uh, and reading about the format a little bit more, I had uh, like an Ulamog's Crusher, uh, yes. which I did not think of as like a control card. But if I'm gumming up the ground with a bunch of skeletons, like, I mean, that's eventually going to win you the game, even though it has the text attacks each turn if able. So for some reason, my brain was like, well, that's not that's not a finisher for me. I'm a control deck. Control deck doesn't attack each turn if it if able. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does when it hits yeah. the mana. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you start annihilating their board. Um, right. That, that absolutely should have been in my deck. Uh, and it was not. I also had a scuttling death, which I only brought in if I saw targets for the minus one minus one. But the fact that I had 
a drowned Rusalka and a uh, nameless inversion was was probably enough reason to put that card in. What does uh, it do again? It's the it's the four two sacrifice it to give target creature minus one minus one until in turn soul shift four. Ah yes. Yeah. So uh, those were some of the improvements I would have made on my draft deck. Uh, playing a little bit faster, uh, playing a lot tighter, <laughs> and uh, I, I think I could have actually probably salvaged a respectable record out of it. Um, but I just was not feeling it. And after the second draw, they announced that, the, you know, they just need one more person to fire a modern masters draft. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly trade this in for a new deck to play. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's, that's how my day went with the, uh, the GPT at least. So tell me about the seal. I mean, the, the draft, cause I haven't drafted this set yet. Sure. So, I've actually done two drafts of Modern Masters. Uh, first one was actually Friday night as ah, a right. practice, yeah, before the GPT, and um, opened up the first pack, and it was a uh, a Wolfbriar Elemental. Mm-hmm. So that, that's always nice to get started like that. Um, and I can't remember what my next couple picks were. I was looking to get into like a ramp uh, five color deck because I took like a rampant growth really early. And I saw, I think it was pick three, there was a Skyreach Manta and an Etched Oracle, which are two uh, Sunburst cards. Yeah. And I picked something else, but I I made a note of it that if that archetype is open, the five-color deck, one of those is going to wheel. If both do not wheel, then uh, that's a clear sign to, to, to back up out of that strategy. And uh, they both did not ne- – neither of them wheeled, so I knew to abandon that early, which was a, a, a good read because the person directly to my left was was drafting that. Um, so I just basically ended up picking just all the Eldrazi spawn producers like Kozlex. I had two Kozlex Predators, three uh, Nest Invaders, mm-hmm. um, the Wolfbriar Elemental, uh, two Selesnya Guild Mages, which are just incredible. Um Two Sign of the Wilds, which are actually just amazing if you have the Eldrazi spawn deck. Um, I had one uh, Ulamox Crusher. I had a... I was splashing for the Helium Squirter because I also had the two... I don't even remember what they're called. They're the... It's the green guy that you can kick and it has Convoke to like put... To make it a 7-7, basically. Cavu Primark. Yeah. Um, I just had that in there just to give those guys flying. Um, yeah. And I also had the, uh, gosh, I can't remember this guy's name, the Algeal. Algae Garial. Yeah, that that card's so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, especially with Eldrazi spawns because, you know, you're just sacking them. Uh, and I also had a Mortar Pod. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> like round one, I was against the, uh, the red-black X1 aggressive deck. Um, mm, wow. Yeah. So I also had a Celestia Guild Mage out. So I got to, I had enough mana to make a token, equip Mortar Pod, sack, trigger, kill their X1, trigger, and then <laughs> just grow that thing out of control. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, the deck was super good. And I also had one Fortify, which is just, you know, obviously really good with a bunch of token producers. And I went 3 0 and didn't drop a game. So nice. I, I don't know what I learned from that draft other than, um, Mortar Pod's really good. Uh, Selesnya Guild Mage is fantastic. And Sign of the Wild is an actual bomb if you have just a ton of Nest Invaders and a ton of, ton of Kozlik's uh, Predators. 
I love how you keep naming cards that I have to like add to my deck that we built <laughs> <laughs> because I'm seriously like you don't have uh, them in your deck. Well, I, I I just like was kind of rushing to finish the deck, mm-hmm. and like you named two cards in the last couple minutes. So I was like, oh yeah, that oh yeah that card. I should probably be running those. So <laughs> I want to know what your first draft was, what you didn't include, and what you decided to switch up to. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more draft deck, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Second draft. Go for it. Two drafts. Yes. So for the second draft, uh, I like symmetry, and the packs have art on them. And I had two with the art of Noble Hierarch on them and one with Karn. And so I had the Karn pack, and I was trying to get my neighbor to trade with me so that he would also be symmetric. You know, he would have all, all, all the same art. And he said, no. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, we have to like, we have to tell each other what we open these packs first. So we know what would have been. He opens, <laughs> which I guess is the platonic ideal of junk rare, uh, Sorokar Spellblade. God. And I opened a foil etched champion. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so I just saw that, and even though the, the card's actually not amazing in this format, it's just a money card for Constructed, uh, since I didn't end up with any uh, equipment, I just decided to go in, try to make the Affinity deck work, and it I felt like I was missing something, but it still ended up okay. There was actually three Affinity drafters in the in the pod, which is like way more than you, you would want for an aggressive uh, archetype. Right. Uh, but the all-star of the deck was actually three Glinthawk idols. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, Heart's that's like, so good. It's it's fantastic just because, it, yeah, it, it, it is essentially just a 2-2 flyer for two colorless in, right. in my deck. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you don't play an artifact, and it's a 2-2 flying haste for one white once you have it on yeah. the battlefield. I think I had like 15 artifacts, so more than enough. Yeah. And I just, I packed two, I happened to open a Bitter Blossom and <laughs> tried to splash it off an Alloy Mirror and one Swamp, uh, which I still think is correct, because <laughs> it's just such a good card. Yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, opened uh, Cryptic Command, which, you know, you're a base blue deck, uh, so that's fine. Uh, Cumulox is one of the reasons to, that's, you know, kind of one of the payoffs for the deck. Uh, I had a couple of Mirror Enforcers, uh, a couple of Rests. Um, it was just overall a really good deck. The The... The Glinthawk Idols, if there was like a damage per card, uh, did by far the most damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up going 2-1. I actually lost to basically the best elemental deck I think I'll ever see in this archetype. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was – and it's something to keep in mind because the archetype was wide open. And it's not really something I'm even thinking about drafting. I don't – I guess it just depends if there's someone that like goes into the draft wanting to draft it. Because I feel like that's going to be open. Like I don't know. I'm going to be pretty hesitant to pick up a smoke raider, you know. Yeah, uh, like I just <laughs> that's a big commitment It is um, because it, it's such a it, it's just a it's just a throwaway pick if if you don't get that exact archetype. Right. Um, but he did. And it was just a thing of beauty. He had multiple smoke braiders, um, four incandescent soul stokes, which Jeez. is yeah, <laughs> elemental creatures get plus one plus one. And he had multiple Aether Snipes, so I think it was turn four. Yeah, because he's able to Smoke Braider. No, it was turn five, and he had two Incandescent Soulstokes out un- and untapped. And then he put two 6-6 six, six Aether Snipes into play with them. Oh, my 
<laughs> that bounced my two blockers and swung for the rest. I mean, it was just an amazing Whoa. deck. Wow. So I think all the archetypes are kind of like that, where if you're the only drafter, you're going to have like just a really good deck. Although the thing is you need to see some of the, like the, the uncommons mm-hmm. um, because there's been two drafts or at least draft pods where there really wasn't uh, any, or there's one black red um, aggressive deck and it just did not come together. Hmm. And I'm not sure why that is because I, that in that pod, it was so open that I got a vampire lacerator 15th pick last pick in the Jeez. pack. Jeez. So there was someone that had that deck, and it just it didn't come together. They went, I think they went 0-3, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Wow. Because I feel like that's dependent more on commons than on some of the other archetypes. But I haven't seen that draft archetype work out yet. Hmm. I actually haven't seen spirits work out yet either. <laughs> I don't know what that means, though. It limited sample size. Yeah, it's true. Um, I want to say, in terms of uh, three drafters all being able to draft um, some sort of affinity deck, I think that the artifacts in this set are insane. Like, so many good artifacts. The equipments are all so good. I think that all artifact removal is main deckable. I, I mean, I think that the... I, I didn't put it in my build, but I think the Sundering Vitae is main deckable. I think that Smash to Smithereens is main deckable. Um, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> I think it is, man. I think the Sundering uh, Name Vitae. one game where you didn't have some annoying artifact that you had to deal with in a game. Like, I, don't think I mean, there's can... been several so far. Have there been? Yes. Have there really? I mean, yes. because I don't think I've had one. I've had several where they had uh, a somewhat innocuous sphere of the sun staring me down with like one or two charge counters on it. And yeah, but a smash to smithereens play. would deal them some damage and get rid of it and stop their mana fixing. It's true. There's a lot. I, I, I'm, it's I'm not, not like smash to smithereens is shatter. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it, it does it does other stuff. In draft, yes. I think it's I think it's sealed straight up. I think that you can run main deck artifact removal in this set, and I almost. As filler, right. I think it's. I think it's. As filler, if you're an aggressive deck, filler, I, I, sure. Hey, hey, case in point, I didn't run the Sundering Vitae in the in the sealed pool that I built, even though I had this thought before I built it. I think so, Sundering. I, I think Sundering Vitae or Vitae or whatever is a different case because uh, some of the best common removal is narcolepsy and arrest. That is true. So I think you'll have plenty of targets. Um, you don't have to hold it up because it's convoke which helps it a lot. So that I'm on board with. If if you need a 23rd if you need a 23rd card, absolutely you can main deck cool. that and and it's probably okay because like I was running a green black deck in in the GPT sealed event and I was splashing for two arrests. So <laughs> I yeah. imagine you're going to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other one, I would think uh Kami of Ancient Law is is main deckable and sealed. I can see that because it's a 2-2 no matter what. So. Yeah, I mean, low downside, and it can blow up an arrest on your best creature mm-hmm. if need be. Okay, so let's just get into this sealed thing here. Um, I'm just going to real quick – we don't need to read the entire pool off. Because mm-hmm. um, I think hopefully between the two of us building decks, we got the best cards. Um, but... Yeah, I just want to hear what your pool is. I think we're going to tweet like what, like the different like uh, colors. So, okay. 
Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely are going to tweet this out. Um, so uh, I'm just going to read the rares that are in the sealed pool real quick. Uh, Hikari, Twilight, Guardian, um, Surikar's Spellblade. I think you think that's a rare. Oh, is that really not a rare? No, that's a rare. Hikari, Twilight, Guardian? Hikari, Twilight, Guardian is an uncommon? They downshifted it, yes. My God! Mm-hmm. It was a rare. Oh, I know, I <laughs> yeah. know. Well, you know, it's crazy that Scion of the Wild was a rare, and it's a common now. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so anyway, let's read the real rares. <laughs> Surikar's Spellblade. Oh, yeah, that's that's a rare. That's a real rare. Um, Ant Queen, Noble Hierarch, uh, Spellskite, Chimeric Mass, and Karn Liberated. Those are our rares. Um, so here's my deck. Uh, my deck uh, consists of two Dusk Hunter Bat, one Bone Splinters, two Nameless Inversion, one Grim Affliction, one Bloodthrown Vampire, one Noble Hierarch, one Scion of the Wild, one Plagued Rusalka, because I totally didn't add it in later after you were talking about it. <laughs> and that's why it's mixed in with the green cards without me noticing. Uh, two Rampant Growth, two Algae Garial, one Cavu Primarch, one Ant Queen, one Scatter the Seeds, one Kozilex Predator, two Tumble Magnet, one Karn Liberated, one Chimeric Mass, one Culling Deus, Culling Deus, Culling Deus, we used to do that all the time when that card was standard legal, um, two Evolving Wilds, ten Forests, and five Swamps. So that's my deck. I went with the black green uh, tokens, um, tokens a little bit of proliferate, but mostly tokens. And then you know being able to power up the uh, the algae garials um, or the blood throne vampire uh, or both if you got them out because it, the algae garials just trigger. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. sacrifice to the blood throne vampire and trigger the the garials and the plague drusalka. Um, I just didn't re- I. Like when I was first looking at the stuff, I wasn't thinking tokens, but then I realized I'm like, oh, I'm playing tokens. I need this other uh, sack outlet. And in fact, this deck has three sack outlets. It has a Bloodthrown Vampire, Plague Drusalka, and the Culling Deus, uh, which is a fantastic card. Um, when it, it's a little slow, but we're playing sealed here. It works. Um, a little bit of ramp, uh, some good top end, obviously with the Karn. The Ant Queen is a bomb. Uh, I like the, I like this build a lot. Uh, the color that I was very tempted to go into was blue, mm-hmm. um, and I was tempted to try to build three colors. And I was like, uh, I need to cut twelve cards. Maybe I need to cut an entire color. As I said to Steven when I was uh, like looking at this pool. Um, so so yeah, I wound up cutting the blue. There was some really good stuff in blue. Um, I was really this this deck or this pool feels like. There could be a five-color control build or a, or a mm-hmm. uh, domain build because there's a lot of fixing. Uh, there's a couple tribal flames. I mean, I, I was trying to go in so many different directions uh, with it. And I think that, you know, I think that blue-black, I think that four to five-color, I think the white you almost can do without. Oh, God, um, the white's horrible. The white's really bad. Um, I think, like, four-color domain um, or the green black or the blue black or even blue green or blue green black would all be correct with this pool. There's just so many. And I even was like looking at like four color, uh, four color proliferate at one point. 
Because, like, you've got so many Bloodthirst cards in the red side of this pool. Um, there were a lot of ways you could make that work, where you could go, like, four-color proliferate domain. Um, but I just decided to go with consistency and still have powerful cards and a lot of removal. So that's why I wound up going with the black-green deck. Uh, so now I'm looking forward to hearing about what you wound up doing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's only in white... Um... There's nine total white cards <laughs> across yeah. six packs. Yeah. Well, unless you count, are you counting the? Um, you're not. You're not counting the. Uh, what's it called? The guild mage. No, I'm counting. Yeah, that's true. That's technically a white card. Because the guild mage could technically be a mono white card. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean these aren't like you know things that'll put you in any archetype like Sunlance. Was it the uh, court homunculus? Yeah. Just, uh, the, yeah. Just the, a bunch the of The skirmishers anyway. would be good with the art of. I mean, the, the skirmishers would be good with the. Uh, um, with equipments, but um, we yeah. don't really have equipments. We don't uh, really have equipments. You're right. We have like a flare husk. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't count on that. No. Um, okay, I'm actually glad to hear that we actually had pretty different builds because I thought my build was like the correct build and it was so easy. And I, I hope I get a pool like this in Vegas. Um, so cool, let's hear it. Yeah, my deck in green, I had Ant Queen, Noble Hierarch. Uh, the two Agile whatevers, yeah. uh, that's what I wrote down, uh, Kozilek's Predator, and one Rampant Growth. Okay. Um, in Colorless, uh, the Karn, and if you open Karn and Karn is in your sealed pool, you should play it. There are just no excuses. Um, Chimeric Mass, probably the same thing. <laughs> just just play that card. Yeah, it's really good. Um, one Expedition Map. And I think that's a really cool card, and I have not yet gotten to Expedition Map for a Bounce Land. But in mm. terms of fixing, if you if you have that combo going, that's pretty good. Yeah, totally. Uh, two Wayfarers Bobbles. So totally. I actually like running those over the Rampant Growths, because there's really? two Rampant Growths. Yeah. Um, Why? Cause... I mean, because I, I actually uh, went with the Rampant Growths over the Bobbles. I mean, now my deck is base green, decidedly. Mm -hmm. So so it was easier just to no nonsense, just two green and get it done, you know? Whereas, like, late, you know, like, turn three, you're going to have to spend all three mana to to actually get the Bobble out and used, you know? Uh, yeah. where, whereas the Rampant Growth, you can just play it and if you have a one drop you can still do something with it but sure um, yeah i just think it's a little bit more conservative especially for the build i'm <laughs> yes I, I, I agree 100 percent. because uh there's a chance i might not have green so <laughs> right way first bobble will always get you there and um it's yeah it's a it's almost as man efficient but not quite as rampant growth uh so i also ran one cathodian just because i'm running a lot of colors and i want a nice just three drop mm -hmm. um it's solid <laughs> I actually had a pretty interesting uh, play. Cathodian's actually pretty good with uh, if if you have the green black sacrifice deck. Yeah. Uh, which which I kind of did in the GPT, and I got to actually do the plagued Rusalka uh, sack the Cathodian to get my primeval titan <laughs> uh, online like be before I had the six lands to do it. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's an interesting play to keep an eye out for. If you have any sack outlets and a Cathodian, it can actually act as like another ramp spell, but also just a perfectly respectable card. So, yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I've got a lot of sack outlets here. I'm kind of like, why did I not run Cathodian? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, just, I think it's just great filler, especially for the stupid amount of colors that I usually run in my sealed pools. Um, 
I ran the Selesnya Guild Mage just because I just like that card. And I ran the Vengeful uh, Rebirth because... Yeah, oh, I kinda, really? Yeah, I kind of went, like, five-color control. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just basically ran all the removal I could. And I just wanted to be able to get my card back if they killed it or whatever because there's not a lot... Like, I don't have a ton of bombs in this deck. Yeah. Um, so for green, I think I know we already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, blue, I ran Air Servant... Uh, narcolepsy and two of the aether snipes yeah and black i ran dread drone and the two nameless inversions okay and then red i ran two tribal flames yeah and my lands are eight forest two swamp one mountain three islands one boros garrison and two evolving wilds and i was actually considering running 16 lands jeez because if you think about it i mean you've got you've got a bounce land two Wayfarer's Bobbles, and a, uh, a Rampant Growth. And a Noble Hierarch. So that's like five ramp spells. Like, I feel like I could cut a Forest and add, like, an, even another card there. Huh. Uh, because, like, with the green tokens deck I played, um, the draft deck, I ran, you know, that was a ramp deck, and I ran 16 lands. Hmm. Uh, but I had three um, bounce lands. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like, you have enough mana sources at that point to, to get away with that. This only has this this sealed pool only has the one the Boros Garrison or the yeah Boros Garrison, um, so yeah I just went five color, um I actually like if you count up like with all the like the fixing and the ramping like there's seven to eight sources of almost everything, hmm, so I just played all the best cards and uh the win conditions are basically so basically it was all the removal, <laughs> if if there was removal in the deck uh, I played it um so. Counting like Aether Snipe, you get like eight removal spells, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just a lot, and the and the rest were just kind of like ramp to get you there, and and uh, and bombs. So, so if you count Karn, Chimeric Mass, um, Ant Queen, the Algal, Algarial, <laughs> Algal what? Algarial, Algarial, and uh, Air Servant. That's like it's like six uh, win conditions, which is pretty good. Yeah. So six win conditions. And eight removal spells, and then just <laughs> whatever cards you need to play to uh, to get you to have a cohesive deck that can actually cast all those spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I can totally see why you would go there. Um, now, my deck has five of your six win conditions mm-hmm. and six removal spells, if you count the two tumble magnets, and still is only two colors. And I just felt like that was a lot more consistent. I'm not saying that your build is incorrect by any means, because that was the first thing I looked at, because there's a lot of... Like, did you run the Matka Riders, or Raiders, or whatever? No. I, no? That's a card I just don't know on. I mean, you got four basic land types, so it could be a 4-4 four, four for three. I, mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's not great. You'd really have to have it. Yeah. But I don't think it's hard for you to have it with all the fixing. Uh, there's not a ro- lot of room in this deck. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, how many creatures are you running? Oh, if you count, like, things like Chimeric Mass. Um, that counts, that does count. Twelve. It's kind of on the low end, but I'm fine with it. Oddly enough, mine also is running twelve, counting the Chimeric Mass. Hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Although I do also have Scatter the Seeds, um, which I guess counts. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing I'm torn on. I just don't know if thing if like token producers like scatter the seeds. I, I think that they can be good in draft when there's like synergies for them. 
Well, I've got synergies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, like, just that on its own, yeah, not that great. But uh, but with the Scion, Blood Throne Vampire, Gariel, Plague Drusulka, Culling Dance. I mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I have a lot of, uh, of synergies with the tokens. So I really did try to go token heavy. I was tempted to put the Guild Mage in, mm -hmm. but I really just wanted to keep the mana base as clean as possible and not even waste my like my deck slots on like fixing because I've got such a consistent two color deck here that I feel is pretty powerful. Um, so I didn't want to like run the alloy mirror or something of the, you know or, or or like evolving wilds, which I do have evolving wilds. But I didn't want to run, like, a planes because, nah, I mean, then even what? It, it's just one, I don't know. I feel like I'm more into the uh, Bloodthrown Vampire plan than uh, Pumping the Team kind of plan. Um, hmm. So, hmm. I, so I, yeah, so I wound, up, I wound up not including it. It was the one card that I kind of wanted to include, but I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm happy with this build. I think that, you know, if I were to build this deck on Saturday, I'd feel good about my chances but well i think we both built some pretty cool decks and that's the thing is that like from that sealed pool you've got two perfectly viable decks i would love to run these through a program and play one another with them i'd love to put these decks together and play them against each other and see which one would win you want to do it yeah let's do it spoiler warning I whooped his ass. All right, so uh, we uh, actually just took a pause and uh, played two games uh, matching up my deck uh, versus Steven's deck, uh, totally using Moto and not some unnamed browser-based highly illegal client. Um, I don't know actually how illegal it is, but anyway... Uh, we ran the two decks up against each other, and uh, my deck won both games. Um, now, I'm, I'm not immediately thinking, her, mine's better, you know, like, two games is a very small sample size. Uh, but in a tournament, they're the only two games that matter, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, uh, what do you think happened in those games? Like, how did, you, how did your deck perform? How, how did you like it? Um, actually, pretty decently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's not going to do well versus an aggressive deck, so it's built to beat other mid-range decks, which is, like, the default for most, uh, uh, sealed pools. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, like a Noble Hierarch or just basically a one-drop into the, the Dusk Hunter bat is definitely going to be <laughs> difficult for me to stabilize. Which I don't feel like is what my deck is exactly designed to do, but it's totally what happened those two yeah. games. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I can't really deal with that. And then the, the backup threat was the Algae Garial. Actually, oh, man. both games were extremely similar. It was like... Both games were extremely similar. It was one drop into Dusk Hunter into double uh, Tumble Magnet plus... <laughs> double Tumble Magnet. Plus Algae Garial. <laughs> it was just like, uh, I think both, both games ended up going that way, and... Uh, yeah, my deck's not very well positioned. Um, I'd have to, I mean, after, we didn't sideboard or anything like that. We just don't have that kind of time. True, true. Um, right. But, yeah, definitely flyers is, a, is an issue for the deck I put together, especially, like, early drop flyers. Although I... You do have a decent amount of... Oh, yeah, a ton. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I prioritize just, like, getting the Selesnya Guild Mage, like, cast first. 
um, and the fixing cast first. But maybe, uh, maybe that's an incorrect line of play. I'm not sure. I still think that the vengeful, because the vengeful rebirth he used uh, to deal with my Dusk Hunter bat after it had taken a sizable chunk of his life total away. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's good, but it's just big and expensive. And I mean, I guess it's removal; it gets you something back. I mean, that kills almost anything late in the game. It does. You're right. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. I, I think you might have you might have uh, made me look at that one a little harder the next time. Uh, I build a pool, you know? Yeah. I mean, it felt pretty silly using it on like a two, two flyer, (laughs) but at that point you kind of had to, you know, that, that two, two flyer was killing you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, there's so much ridiculousness you can do with Gariel. There's a lot of synergies with my deck and, uh, and like, just like the end of the last game was pretty interesting. So he, he eventual rebirth to get back a Karn (laughs) killing my dusk hunter bat. So then I, then I, the next turn, I stuck an Algae Gariel, and when he untapped, he could have played his Karn uh, and and maybe I exiled one of my Tumble Magnets or, or something, but instead he, he passed the turn. I had Plague Rusalka, and I had um, Noble Hierarch out. Uh, so he left his mana up, and, uh, and, and I went into combat. I tapped down both of his creatures. At this point, I was trying to kill him. So I tapped down both of his creatures. I attacked the Gariel. I got the the trigger off of the Hierarch. So then he made uh, two tokens. But before blockers, I was able to sacrifice both my Rusalka to itself and the and the Hierarch uh, to get four triggers on the Gariel and, and do lethal damage. Uh, my other line of play was uh, if he were to play the Karn, and maybe remove one of my magnets, I would have been able... Because I wouldn't have thought you would try to remove... If you would have removed one of my creatures, I would have sacrificed both to kill the guild mage since you were at five. That would have been three triggers. Well, actually, that would have kept you alive, maybe, because um, three triggers... No, because may... you, you just tap one of the magnets in response. No, I know. No, I'm saying if you were to kill one of my two creatures, because I wouldn't have gotten the mystic trigger the next turn. Hmm... So I'd have only been four. It would have only been four damage, and you would have stayed alive another turn. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that so line. So if you of exile I, one of the one of the two creatures and force me to use my trick early. Oh yeah, because then you can't kill the thing, and then Karn's well, at I three, and then I die with, and then my, I lose my Karn, and then you have active tumble magnets, and I have no board position to win from. Uh, that is true. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, it's I, like uh... yeah. Then I just kill the Karn again. You're right. Yeah. You're right. There really wasn't much you could do in that position. Um... But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the deck I built is fairly consistent. I mean, I think that, you know, who knows about this magic? Everyone complains about the Magic Online Shuffler. Since Magic Online is totally what we were using to test these games, who's to say the Shuffler is perfect? But I drew like you know doubles of I drew like well, I don't know. I had both my Tumble Magnets and my Dusk Hunter Bats, but I have two of each of those threats. So, you know, the deck seems fairly consistent. But I don't know. I like this. I, I wouldn't be up, upset going to battle with this deck. Um, you know, still hurts to not have the blue in there because there were a lot of good blue cards. Yeah. But uh, this felt like the most synergistic deck uh, that I could possibly build, and especially if I would have hit like a a grim affliction, man, <laughs> proliferate those tumble magnets. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I like uh, I like the... tumble magnets if you're on the if you're the aggressor. I don't know. I think they're is also it, is just... it good? I, think... I think it might be better than I'm giving it credit for. 
it's way better than it's, you're giving it credit for. I, I mean, it was one of the best cards in uh, in Scars Block Limited. At least at one point in Scars Block Limited, it was one of the best cards. Uh, there was somebody talking about it at the at the tournament on Saturday, going, "Oh, it's not that good," but it's pretty good. I mean, it's Blinding Soul Eater for three turns. You know, <laughs> you really like, like Blinding Soul Eater. Yeah, I do. It's really good. Um, I think, yeah, I think but, it's I mean, really good too. I wouldn't run four, but I would run two. Well, in the deck that this guy was running, where it was all artifact creatures and equipment. Mm. It was it was actually the right play because he was just trying to fill his deck with artifact creatures, so it made sense. Um, yeah, maybe I, I think I might run a tumble magnet. Tumble magnet's really good. Yeah, like I, I, it's good and it only gets better if you have a proliferate spell in your deck. You know, like, and if you have two or three, it's insane. Or if you have a thrumming bird, it's ridiculous. Hmm. That's true. You know, yeah, yeah it's it's really good. Um, yeah, maybe multiple thrumming birds. You start to go infinite. Maybe um, cut an Aether Snipe <laughs> for a Temple Magnet, because it make the curve a lot yeah. better too. Yeah, I could see that. I could see, especially run it with two of them. Mm-hmm. I honestly, as good as the Aether Snipe is, I wasn't super into it when I was playing it in my deck on Saturday, um, just because there were so many times where, like, I was just forced to play it for three, because like I just couldn't wait. Until I got to five to get rid of something. Actually, the one interesting play was I played a Vendillion click and I see Palaka Worm and like that Scargan Firebird, the Bloodthirst Three Flyer. Oh, right? you can put back to your hand. Yeah, I was like, oh Jesus. So I was like, all right, let's take the let's take the 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 worm. <laughs> then I look at my Aether Snipe and I go, you know what? Evoke Aether Snipe, give my own Vendillion click back, and take the Firebird too. I was like, nope, you can't have either one of those. Both to the bottom of your deck, please. I do not want to see those. Hmm. It was a little silly, uh, but uh, uh, it was definitely, like, I definitely scooped game, uh, I lost that game, but I definitely scooped game two with both of them on the board. So uh, it was probably the right call to get rid of them. Since I couldn't, I sure couldn't beat them. But anyway, uh, so this weekend is Vegas, man. This is going to be exciting. I mean, how are you feeling? Yeah, all right. Well, I still got two more days of work. That's true. That's true. See, I'm like a, I, I'm a goldfish. I don't like, <laughs> I, I, I don't project forward very far. I'm mm. worried about what I got to do tomorrow. <laughs> right on. I'm just, I'm just pumped to. Uh to get to play this format right now, the registration was at this morning was at like 7,306. So, you know, we're getting there and that's not even counting people who, you know, show up Thursday and sign up. How many people do you think are actually going to do that? You got to imagine quite a few Thursday, Friday, you know, people might make the last minute decision to go, you know, what do you think over under 9,000, this thing, I'm going to go over. I'm not I'm not I'm not as confident in saying uh, in saying that we hit the cap, but I'm gonna say we get to nine thousand. Considering we still got like three days and like this is the week where people go, okay, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, that's You gotta true. remember that. You know, like you got a lot of people who are probably just gonna go. You know what? Road trip. Let's do it. You know, like let's let's go. And uh, I can see a lot of people like last minute just just spontaneously going because it's a big deal. It's a big event, you know, everybody, I think, 
wants to be a part of this event, you know, because it is going, it is, I mean, it's already the largest magic tournament in history. I'm excited to be a part of that. You know, um, I'm going to win. Like I'm not, I didn't just say that in like a declarative way. I mean, I'm arriving to win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That wasn't like a, a bragging sort of thing, but, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make all this effort if I didn't think I could win. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. It's going to be so much fun. Catch up with some folks from the East Coast. Catch up with some folks from the Magic World. Uh, we got invited to a VIP party for Puka Trade. So that's pretty rad. Uh, me, Joey, and Steven are all going to be there. Uh, as well as, you know, a bunch of other cool people. Um, and I'm really making a conscious effort uh, this weekend to try to maybe repair some damage I've done over the uh, past couple of years in terms of just like people I've maybe not like had good uh, interactions with in the past uh, back in my uh, days when I was not sober. Uh, I think, I feel like I, I, if I didn't burn some bridges, I definitely let them smolder a bit. Uh, and I'd like to, you know, talk to people and make nice there. So, a little sub goal of the weekend that I'm looking forward to. Not to mention the eating challenges. You're involved too. You're gonna do one. I'm gonna witness one. I'm not doing any of that stuff. You'll do it. You're gonna do it. You'll do the. You'll do the wings. Oh, uh, there. No, there's enough vice to go around in Vegas. I don't need to uh, indulge no, in I'm, the eating challenges. I'm kidding, but uh, that nah, should be a good time. I'm totally looking forward to it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to uh, say about uh, about Modern Masters uh, 2015 Limited go, uh, before we get out of here? Mortar pod's good. Mortarpod is really good. Um, there are a lot of one toughness uh, creatures. Too. Yeah, and that seems like it makes it really good. Like I feel like I feel like Gutshot's even pretty good. That I don't know about yet. I, I can't I can't say I'd main deck it. I, I actually I, I actually can safely say that I would not main deck it um, unless I was like blue green and just like so removal light that it was insane. You know, I mean I don't know. I don't even know if I'd main deck it then. I like green. Yeah? I think I'm, like, biased, but I think green's really strong in this format. I did not have a decent evaluation of green going into Saturday because LSV hadn't released his his ratings on green mm. yet for 2015. I'm not Come even going to lie. Come on, be your own man. I'm not even going to lie. I was my own man. I played blue-black with a white splash because I knew how to evaluate those cards. Well, I, I think green has the like a very high uh, creature quality. Yeah. Uh, but you just have to pair it with removal. So basically, I think the best and but green has the best fixing. So just I, I, my archetype is my favorite archetype is base green, splashing all the rest of the removal you get. That was the deck that I was trying to build when I first looked at this pool. You know, um, and that's actually the deck I even built for this deck. You know, but I went base green, splashing just the black because I felt like I got everything I wanted out of just the black in this in this pool. Because um, that's what I did. I started with the base of green, and then I like subtracted colors until I got to the deck that I have. Um, and that's that. That seemed like a good strategy for the deck construction. And uh, you know, depending on what your pool looks like, might not be the best, or might be the best strategy going into the weekend. Um, now, I feel. Like, it's important to say that, like, sealed is fairly random, mm-hmm. you know, and 
And you can never listen to something like this podcast and and then open your sealed pool and go, why didn't I get that? Because every pool is going to be different. And uh, the best thing you can do is to not worry about what you don't have, you know, and just build from the pool that you're given because you can't cast a card that is not in your sealed pool. Like, it's just... You cheat. It's, yeah, you can cheat, but you shouldn't. But you can't, you know what I mean? Like, like I've always, I've heard people all the time going, man, I wish I had card X. And it's like, well, how is that wish working out for you? Like, how, how often is that wish resolving? <laughs> you know, it doesn't, wishes don't resolve. Uh, you just have to play the cards that are in your pool. Yeah, uh, I think when you're opening your pool, uh, one of the first checks to do after you organize everything by color is just set aside all the fixing you have just so you don't spend any time working on something that's not feasible with your pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I did with my with my green red dragon lord Atarka non ramp ramp deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have the fixing before you start building a five color deck. Absolutely, I think that's really good. Yeah, because that was the first thing you did was you when we did this exercise, we never got together to do this. You took you opened the packs and you sent me pictures of each by each color. And then after you sent all those pictures, you sent a picture of just the fixing all grouped together. Yeah, it was basically just like green light on five color. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of, yeah, yeah. Eight fixings. Right, so you sent me the picture of all the fixing. And I think that actually is a really uh, important thing that you can do is just to look at your fixing before you even go any further. Because this is a very open format in terms of being able to splash like you can splash pretty freely with the right fixing um but you got to make sure you have it you know don't be greedy until you uh are given the green light to be greedy uh you know so so look at your fixing first i think that's actually really really sound advice yeah i mean just to you only have 20 minutes to build your pool so starting with what you can't do will save you a lot of time because that's something you do pretty quickly like, you know, you just look yeah. at the white and it's like, well, the only good card's like a double white card and I don't have any fixing. Okay, well, white's just out. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, you, you you know, don't completely forget that those cards are in your pool, but for the time being, just you kind of set them off to the side and pretend they don't exist. You know, with the exception of stuff like Apostle's Blessing, which can, you can technically play in any deck. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and, and you know, that's I think that's why I had so much trouble uh, with this format when I first started looking at these sealed pools was because my shortcut is the first thing I do is I look at each color pile as a, I evaluate it as a pile and I'll go, nope, that's too weak. That's too weak. And I'll narrow myself down to like two to three colors that I would play. And then I pick the strongest two piles and I'll build a deck from that. But because there's such a strong possibility of being able to do splash into like four and five colors, um, you know, it was really hard to eliminate a whole pile. So I was like, okay, I've got 50 playables. What do I do? <laughs> you know, like, so that was the hardest thing. So yeah, I think the best thing is to look at your fixing and then to, yeah, and then you can do that, but don't without, you know, discounting entirely. Like, cause that's what I started doing. I started grabbing the best couple cards from each pile just to see what was there. Uh, but yeah, so th- this weekend's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to podcast from the event. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to entail. Um, I might do some like field interviews. Um, I might, 
you know, we might just record with Joey. We might record with a dozen people at once. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I'm, but I'm definitely planning on, uh, putting together a fairly special episode or maybe two, if I have to stretch it, um, into two episodes, uh, for this weekend, because it's going to be a good time. And, uh, you know, (laughs) <laughs> we're we're coverage. We're going to cover it. You know, it's the biggest event of all time. We're going to get some coverage. So we'll see how much coverage we wind up getting and, and, and what we can use from it. So it's going to be wild. I'm just totally looking forward to it. I'm really excited that like I have a phone that makes me feel like I don't need my laptop. I think that's really exciting. Hmm. <laughs> I have a phone. I feel like I can do everything that I would want to do on my laptop from. Yeah. It's just it's just really cool. Like Sunday night is the Elimination Chamber pay per view, uh, but it's not a pay per view. It's just exclusively on the WWE Network, and I'm just gonna be able to stream it from my phone, which is so cool. Just we gotta make sure we've got the internet hooked up yeah. in the room because I am not doing that on my data plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that should be cool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So yeah, so next week we'll have a lot to talk about from Vegas and uh, we'll be the Vegas report. So rock and roll. Looking forward to it. Uh, so until then, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start brewing. On legitmtg.com, I want my mtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter, at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>